Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. Hello and welcome back to Headliners. I'm Simon Evans. Every now and then the universe throws up a comedy pairing to excite the gods themselves. That pairing was Chris Rock and Will Smith a few days ago. Tonight we have to make do with Sajula Kershey and Dana Alexander. I have to emphasise I didn't write that, OK? That wasn't my link, that wasn't my intro. I fought bitterly against it, but sometimes I bet, you have to yeah, let I'm sure you go. did. I'm yeah. sure you did. It's our first time together, Dana. Welcome. Thank I, you. You've done the show with Dominic before, perhaps. I have, yeah. Yes. And possibly even the weekend shift as well. I don't know. It was not the weekend you shift. You haven't done that no, yet. No, okay. that's work time. So, Julie, you're an old hat. I'm, I'm an old, old hat. But, uh, uh, yeah, two of us here together. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. And you've both Dana. dressed in semi-formal kind of black and white gear as well. There's yeah, a little bit of yeah, an Oscars vibe really... going on. Well, I've got my bit of red there. <laughs> you have. We I've like to see a little bit of scarlet on Sajila. <laughs> it brings, brings out her tigress. So, uh, let's take a look at tomorrow's front pages. We have got... Uh, as usual, a couple of stories dominating. Um, the Daily Mail, natural birth dogma left mothers and babies to die. So they are in no doubt about what is, the, uh, what is to blame in this terrible scandal, which has emerged from Shrewsbury and uh, Telford area. I think um, the, uh, the next paper is the Daily Telegraph. They are saying Putin's aides are lying to him. According to GCHQ chief, uh, we will be covering that story in a minute. And there is Bruce Willis, of course, who has very sadly uh, had to announce the end to his acting career as he is uh, suffering from aphasia, no longer able to um, make sense of the word in verbal form. NHS maternity scandal, police investigate 600 further cases. That's the Guardian's take on the NHS story. Uh, the FT have Germany and Austria prepare gas rationing in a standoff with Russia. That is uh, going to hurt. Childbirth is not safe for women in England. Uh, that is a stark warning from the Times. And uh, Putin faces revolt over blunders in Ukraine. The Daily Express has justice coming for every baby, and also the Bruce Willis, uh, Willis story there. Rape ordeal of trans MP is uh, the Metro, and we will be covering that as well. They also have the bad news for Putin and the tragedy of the Wanted's Tom. A band called The Wanted uh, have lost their lead singer, dies just 33 years of age from brain cancer. He fought until the end, say his... Very sad family. Those are the stories. We will be diving into them very shortly. So we start off with a cautionary tale of trusting your advisors. This is from Thursday's Telegraph, Dana. And uh, GCHQ suspect Putin is being given a bum steer by the sound of it. Yeah, well, I guess he's being lied to by his advisors, as you said, and his government communication headquarters. Um, so they're basically afraid to tell him the truth, and who wouldn't be? Yeah, that is the problem with, with being a dictator. It's been a well-established uh, paradox, isn't it? The more powerful you get, the more 
vulnerable you are because people just become afraid. Well, everyone's afraid. I mean, the man rides a horse shirtless at mm. his age. Someone kind of no one bothered to tell him. Held at the same time. <laughs> Scott Capuro was certainly torn on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think, though? Does this Does this ring true, or does this? There is a word that's used online: cope. You know, when you're just trying to kind of uh, make excuses or kind of undermine or. Uh, belittle your opponents. It, it is conceivable, isn't it, that GCHQ might be playing their own PSYOPs game here as well, might try to convince him that he's not getting the true story in order that he doesn't trust his own advisors. What do you think? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there's been lots of um, porcupines going on, mm. and I think that's quite normal in a sense. I thought you said porcupines for a minute there, but, 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 but porcupines. <laughs> Cockney rhyming pies. slang. Don't no, hear that very as often. Is, as in days. lies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Cockney rhyming yeah, slang. Yeah. I am familiar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're supposed to just say porkies, otherwise porkies. the civilians get it. If you yes. say the whole word, it, never mind. Though, we'll um, well, uh, the thing is, uh, I think he's in denial anyway about how how well or not well he's doing. Yeah. And um, he doesn't seem to trust anyone around him. So I guess everyone, he's already sacked eight, um, eight of his uh, generals. Wow. And I think we did a story like a week ago where a lot of his generals had also died in... In, uh, on the front in line. In a massive purge? Yeah, and, and I'm thinking... Oh, no, that was the other one, wasn't it? And, yeah, and, but, yeah. It's like, oh, OK, so do you think this might be... They'd rather go and fight because I was thinking it was really it was really odd that you send your you know soldiers top soldiers out to fight. Yeah. Um, maybe they wanted to fight to get away from him, or maybe they accidentally got killed by their own. I don't know. I'm just I'm just you know surmising. Things have not panned out quite the way Putin hoped. No, clearly, it a month hasn't. Ago. And what? no one's been too scared to be honest with him. I just don't understand how he could expect that it would work out. What is the percentage of conscripts that are fighting this war that are under the age of 25? I mean, you yeah. can't trust... Do you think that's eight... what it is? They... I do think that... A lack of well... morale I think troops? it's a lack of... Um, not necessarily morale. I think they've been misled. But I think it's more a lack of experience. These are young men who, yeah. are, who don't have a lot of military experience. I think that's definitely a factor. They've also had to admit that their, uh, their machinery isn't quite up to date. That's mm -hmm. been an issue. But there was a chap, I um, can't remember his name, Phillips O'Brien, who wrote a book about how the Second World War was won. He says it's it's all too easy to get focused on heroics, on, on brilliantly devised battle strategies and individual generals and people who store machine gun nests. It's actually about supply lines. It's all about creating a network and a structure. It's all creating an infrastructure, essentially, mm. just like a decent country needs roads and rail. An army needs that as well, and they just haven't managed to come up with it. Anyway, Thursday's Times leads with grim news from Shrewsbury. So this is um, a really horrific story. I seem to remember this first sort of rearing up several years ago, and obviously mm. it went then into a, an official report, which has now mm. emerged, and the news isn't good. No. So it's in the Daily Mail. Ex-Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt says that maternity scandal, um, basically a, uh, there's a police are probing into a mother-blaming hospital trust at the centre of the biggest of a maternity scandal to strike the NHS. They're mm. investigating up to 600 cases. And it's a really damning five-year inquiry that's been published today. Mm. Um, and it's revealed like how 201 babies and nine mothers died needlessly uh, over a two-decade uh, spell. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it, you know, appalling care from Shrewsbury and uh, Telford Hospital NHS Trust. Now, the thing is, I it's two decades. So my son is like in his 22 decades you know, around two decades old. Mm. And I remember when I was, um, you know, having... Because uh, obviously there, there was a lot of pressure to have natural births. I remember and this is, this is, yeah, this, yep. this, and, and I had that same pressure. Mm. My um, baby was in distress because I was, mm. you know, like, come on, you can push, you can push. And, um, and, and I was really scared of losing him. And um, I remember they said, you've got to get him out. And they pushed me down, crunched me in half, where I crunched my back and my hip. And I've still paid the price 
for that kind of delivery. Wow. I always had a natural childbirth, no pain relief, because that was also mm. part of the, you know, let's tick the boxes. And I had problems breastfeeding, and that was also part of the thing, like you were made to feel a failure if you didn't breastfeed properly. I remember this. The, the aftermath of that is, obviously, I got really overprotective over my son. I'd you know, he's an adult now, I still am, mm. because I was so scared that I nearly lost him. And um, similarly, you know, your body doesn't recover well. These women have lost their babies needlessly, then blamed for losing those mm. babies. You know, like somehow it's their fault. So they're gaslighting and, 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 and victim shaming. Well, there always, maybe, there always you know? has to be a fall guy, doesn't it? Because if they take the fall, that's admitting liability. They're, they're mm. going to be liable, yeah. right? And I think they've paid, was it 58 million already out? And it makes you wonder if they would spend more money on the, the cases than actually investing in yeah, yeah. the staffing, mm -hmm. the training. You wonder which way mm. they're actually going to end up paying I know more there's, money. there's definitely been a suspicion that there was the National Childbirth Trust, who were an organisation who were pro-natural birth. We went along to six evenings. This was in 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. and, um, and there were various other mothers and, and, and husbands there, you know, attending. And, and there was a slightly kind of weird cult-like sense around it. Anyway, a couple of them maintained that approach throughout I remember we went into hospital within about two or three hours of my wife going into labour. She was screaming for an epidural, using quite strong language, you know. Mm. And, uh, and she got one and everything calmed down, mm. you know, and, and the birth was okay, thankfully. Mm. But even then, yes, there was a von Tuss, there was the hideous Smurf-like head, you know. I mean, that, was the, that was the thing, wasn't yeah. it? They called it the Smurf. They, yeah. It was like you'd get uh, the, you know, the little shaped, uh, aubergine-shaped head. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't get one too, thank God. But It, was it just... can be brutal. And I think people should certainly be given mm. the option of natural birth if that's what they want. But as soon as you start to get into any kind of sense that people are under pressure, then... Um, and then it you all know from your wife, when she yeah. was pregnant, the most vulnerable time of your life. Mm. And you should get the care that you're expecting to get that moment. Yeah. What, what's more worrying is the death toll and that there have been no charges no. and no arrests. No. Well, they close in, don't they? Like all institutions, like South Yorkshire Police, like probably large media organisations and all the rest Eternal of organisations, they just kind of close it around themselves. The first of a clutch of stories this evening on which are concerned with an issue which seems to have rocketed into the national conversation <laughs> with extraordinary rapidity over the last few months. Dana, this is um, Tory MP grabbing another first. Yes, uh, Tory MP becomes the first to announce that they are trans, saying, I have never lived my truth. I think hmm. the question is, what I find very interesting is that Dr. Wallace doesn't even claim he, uh, he, or she her pronouns. Yeah, he's still so with he, isn't he? Is, is he living her mm. truth? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's still not even accepting. A lot of people are saying they, because they, people are confused about the difference between trans and non-binary as mm -hmm. well. I mean, I think people are generally confused now and, yeah. and possibly. I think, yeah. I think we've all been confused by someone's gender at some point and just yeah. said they out of being polite, yeah, really. Yeah. This chap, though, I think we have to address it. He's, mm. He has a history of some quite dubious activities, leaving the scene of an accident under mm -hmm. the possible cloud of the suspicion that he was, uh, you know... See, when he was leaving the scene, my question was, what was he wearing? Well, <laughs> he was if it was that, I think that we can all relax, but the suspicion <laughs> is that he was, you know, that he was over some sort of legal limit, yeah. And then um, also he had some kind of weird online sugar daddy business or something. He was, like, pimping out girls to... Wealthy businessman. He's done some strange stuff. But on the other hand, if throughout that whole period of time he's been struggling with this gender identity issue and he claims, I say he claims, this is apparently has, you know, the police have helped him with this, that he has gone on a date and, and, uh, and refused to have sex because the man, the other man wouldn't wear a condom. 
and whereupon the other man then raped him. This is, this is all in his kind of explicit letter of confession of saying this has been, you know, the hell I've been living through. It's very hard to pick all the bones out of this because How on the one hand he? you're kind of thinking this is, this is a litany of, of emotional, you know, a disaster you've been on and, and not apportioning blame for it. But on the other hand, you're an elective representative of, of the, you know, of, of uh, a constituency who expects somebody who's reasonably emotionally, you know, stable and mature to be able to deal with their problems, let alone this, you know, this kind of... Well, my, my thing, is, what I find very interesting as well is that he, he said he was struggling with this his whole life. I'm like, if you want to see struggle, present as female and then see how hard your life yeah, becomes yeah, after yeah. living your life as a privileged it's, white man. It's, it's true, though. It's like, he, like I've, no, I've known... See, if, if Will and, and Chris had done a little slap like that, that would have been OK, wouldn't <laughs> well, it? Well, <laughs> it was almost harder. telling <laughs> her to give me a little sl a fake slap, you know, yeah. Slap. I was going to do it, could do it in the beginning. Just create no, a bit no, of headlines, no. it yeah. won't work oh, a second oh, no. time. No. This has been the story of my life. This next one is from the Metro, something to satisfy those who feel that bad tweets aren't coming with sufficient consequences these days to deal with a six-week prison sentence. OK, so, um, as you will recall... So, let's just read six the very line. It's Metro. Teenager sentenced to six weeks in prison mm. for racially abusing Marcus Rashford after England's defeat in the European Championships final. Well, we all remember mm. that match. Mm. And, we, you know, we all hurt when that didn't happen. And um, I don't know about you, Dana, but I was on social media mm. knowing exactly... Mm -hmm. Knowing exactly what was going to happen, what the outcome was going to be, mm -hmm. and then seeing Rashford's name uh, in a hashtag, mm. seeing and then reading it and not being surprised. But what surprises me is it's just this one teenager. So mm. he was 18 years old at the time. Um, he racially abused uh, Marcus Rashford. After when you say he, he just, I mean, I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's acceptable lingo at the moment. But you say, when you say he racially abused Marcus Rashford, that evokes for me a face-to-face -face confrontation. He sent a tweet this, yeah, so abusing tweet, him, which Rashford may never, in fact, have yeah. even seen. That's oh, what we God, don't know. No, honestly, he would have been expecting it that night. Yeah. You don't know. And it's so not, he wouldn't have like, looked We for know it, what it's like. So this kid's, kid's name, and he's a kid, right? Yeah. Um, Justin Price, 19, from Worcester. He pleaded guilty to um, after firstly denying mm. it. Um, and the tweet, I won't read it out, because I think there's no need to um, yeah. really mm. do that. Do you want to read it out? I'll tell you this. I do have one qualm about people not using the full word, especially now when we're yes. catching everybody on the camera. It's like, no, it's all, all you hear asterisks. is beep, and then the next yeah. one is boom, 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 boom. Keep your out of my... I mean, he, was, but he had the weakest excuse. He's like, I only work two days, and I live with a single mother. You're 18. You're an adult man. So you are, yeah. broadly, I'm getting the vibe, you're happy with a six-week prison sentence for a bad tweet. I, I think a six-peak... Well, OK, this is the where, where, where I was struggling. I, I was a bit annoyed that you said about the single mother thing. I'm a single mother, hmm. and my son certainly... And just what, what message are we giving out? Unless you are gainfully employed, hmm. you know, you might catch racism. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he's been... He's either been given bad advice by his lawyers. I doubt very much he kind of came up with his own sort of plea bargaining sort Yeah, no, of it's right. But then he does say his mother... He, once he spoke to his mother, hmm. that's when he changed. And so obviously Mum said, right, which yeah, I would have said, like, go and guilty. own up to what yeah, you yeah. do. He's However, there's he's the other side. So I don't think that that's... Well, they made an example of him, didn't they? Because that pylon was wild. Because all the other ones came from Russian tweet bots. They, 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 they suspected that, didn't they? Yeah, they may well have done, but yeah. he is only 18 at the time. So this is where I'm going to slightly maybe 
not, you know, expected, but I might defend him because I just think he made a mistake. Mm. Um, I don't know... Is this Rashford or the tweet? Sorry? Is this Rashford you're talking about? No, 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 no. no. Okay. This is, this is made the, a the kid who made who made. Not as mistake. bad a mistake as Rashford, but seriously... No, well, no, I'm kidding. you know, so. <laughs> Rashford, uh, he, when he was doing well, everybody supports him yeah. and uh, you can't just turn on someone just because they miss a goal, which we all could have done. The thing is, though, you can, actually, in football. That's exactly what happens in football. They get paid millions and when they miss a penalty in a crucial match, you turn on them. That's okay, always what's happened. It's not a colour issue. Yeah, really. the three well, of the guys in that this instance, the colour was used, oh, he was yeah, weaponised. Yeah, but right? he would have said short, tall, fat, you know, whatever. No, but it does make mm. a difference because yeah, you know. men have come. Do you remember years ago? Who's the other I'm not saying it's, it's uh, equally acceptable. I'm mm -hmm. just saying. I don't think he hated him because he was black. I think he hated him because he missed the penalty. I think if he'd scored the penalty, we don't know. Won. I mean, we can't. We, I mean, for me, this kid, in my opinion, showed very little contrition. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But I are you excuses. okay? You are okay with um, a prison sentence for a single bad tweet? Then you are well, basically not, okay. Well, not with not with a for a single bad tweet. I think we have to consider that this is hate speech, and we have to look okay. at what hate speech can and does incite. It's and six weeks. He's not going you know, to there was that mural went up about Marcus Rashford mm -hmm. as well under the bridge and there was all this, oh, it's hateful, it's rhetoric, it's graceful hatred. And then when it was finally seen what it was, it was nothing to do with that. It was some strange traveller slang. It was something, it was a slur, but mm -hmm. it, in a bucket, and I won't say it, but it was like it had no racial connotation at all. No, no racial connotation towards Rashford. It was mm -hmm. what you might say was an ethnic lingo from a particular okay. ethnic subgroup who had posted it. It was a city versus United thing. Okay, well, yeah, it was. There is an awful you, lot of attempts to escalate, I think, in, in the media yeah, and in, know, in the in culture instance, generally and make Simon, everything about that. You yeah, know? but Simon, in this instance, it really was about race. And I can't. No, it's about him missing the penalty. No, well, you, can't, you don't call to someone. You otherwise, can't call it really someone, demeans. You can't like, call someone people... the N word and then tell me it's not about race. Yeah. I think, and what I'm saying, it was obviously that tweet was, but him, but the but the spur was about. If he, do you think if he had scored it, he still would have attracted hate tweets? I think you know what it is. I don't. I, maybe from the other side, perhaps. Um, and okay. yes, I do think. I mean, I've I've heard it often. I remember this one guy was sitting in a bar him watching Tiger at the, the golf tour. And when he actually scored, he yelled out in the bar that N-word and he didn't realize that I was sitting there. Right. And he was full of apologies. I mean, if he didn't, hmm. you know, if, he, if it really wasn't about that, what's he apologizing for? Well, we got another problematic tweet now. And this time the culprit avoids the nick, but possibly because his target was actually deceased. Uh, by the time he sent the tweet. This is with you, Dana, I think. Yeah, so Captain Sir Tom Moore, who I'm sure many of you are familiar with because he wrote, he um, raised a bunch of money for the NHS by doing laps in his garden mm. and sadly, of course, died of COVID, the very cause that he was raising money for. So a man said that uh, Captain Sir Tom Moore should burn the day after the 100-year-old fundraiser here had died and has avoided a jail sentence. He actually, if I remember, if it's the same guy, he was the one who said something along the lines of the only good Tommy is a dead Tommy. It was, it's, well, an old, yeah. it's an old I Republican mean... <laughs> slur against mm. the British Armed Forces because I think the guy has some... Uh, nationalist Irish yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. affiliations. Yeah, yeah that, well, that means just to contextualise it. So again, it is essentially a, yeah. you know. I think he should be hung, drawn and quartered <laughs> just for his appalling grammar and spelling because uh, didn't he just write the, the only good Brit soldier is a deed one and burn old fellow burn. Old is actually the oh, correct You're going to get spelling. some hate burn. tweets yourself now, <laughs> yeah. Sabina, for that. Well, how about this? <laughs> Mocking if, his accent. <laughs> How about this? If well, somebody... I'm sorry, but it, 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 I mean, it, what did he get? This if so, what if, what if someone said that about a Russian soldier? 
No one yeah. would bat an eye. I think Facebook have, have legitimately, uh, they've explicitly legitimised that, haven't yeah. they? That you're allowed to, hate speech is, uh, rules have been lifted for the course of this war <laughs> so that you can be <laughs> as mean there's as a, you like. There's a, there's a, uh, yeah, well, I feel <laughs> glad that there are fewer people going to jail for tweets than there maybe were a couple of weeks ago. Thursday's Independent kicks off the second section, Sajila. It looks like we've got our very own little Donald Trump on our hands with um, a, uh, <laughs> a hierarchy of immigrant sources. Yes, so Tory MP praises rich Qataris as right type of immigrant, not refugees in rubber boats. Now, I read that as rubber boots, and I was going, I've never heard well, that. Rubber boots. And I was thinking, oh, it's that, is that fetishising um, immigration? But anyway, so he thinks the only people that turn up in uh, rubber boats... Um, are getting the visas, yeah. and he he took a trip. So there might be uh, you might understand why he might be interested in getting his Qatari friends, yeah. uh, uh, you know, getting these like mm -hmm. easy access visas. It's because he recently took a trip, um, two thousand seven hundred forty pound trip funded by the Qataris um, to go over there. One has to ask the question, and I am just posing the question that perhaps he got some sort of gift. To, to, you know, encourage yeah. him to bring this to the PM. Well, it sounds like he's a paid lobbyist. There doesn't seem to be any any other way of reading well, it. Well, I don't it? know but how far we're supposed to stay with Ofgum and everything, but that's uh, that's what allegedly it like. and all those other words. Because I always feel with these things, do you not get that sense that it's almost as if the, the secret agenda is to actually discredit that idea? I mean, it couldn't be phrased more clumsily and more, more less likely to actually have the desired... Rich, why can't we get more rich Qataris? The, the very country that we all currently are, are aware is yeah. so problematic. Yes. It's hosting the World Cup has killed... God knows how many people have died on building sites. Oh, exactly. You know. the, the, the very people that they're afraid of are probably the people that built Qatar. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, are they going to come here and fill in all the uh, the job losses that we have? Do you think they're going to get to work for, what is it, the... Um, well, they'll just replace the Russian non-doms who have been locked up and whose assets have been frozen. Qatar will come in and buy their mansions now, I guess. That's the idea, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are phenomenally wealthy. It's a, they are. It's, it's a they are. They incredibly set, they would definitely rich. add money to our economy, but, I mean, we have to well, think I about... Well, Does it add it to it, or does it... I don't know in what sense it stimulates it. I mean, certain kinds of shops and bars and restaurants do well, but... Well, I remember the Saudis used to come, like, back in the late, late 90s, or late, mm. early 90s, and they did bring the economy because they used to, like, shop... I'm yeah, yeah. I've seen them just going to Harvey Nichols and Harrods and Harrods, 20 yeah. of those and 20 of those. And indeed so buy Harrods. Yeah, and then you end up buying Harrods. Uh, but it, it does... It, you do you have, do you have to yeah. pry, pay a price for this at some point, though? So it's not like... Um, it's a weird, I mean, I don't want to be totally facetious about it, but there is definitely an argument that actually you do want the people who have shown the wherewithal to get across the channel on a that, thing. That's here. exactly you know, what like, I was these saying. These are the people who have exactly. a bit of, you know, resilience, and, and which is not to say that I do actually want them to do that because, you know, sooner or later they of will die. And we pretend that a lot of menial labour isn't the backbone of our economy and society. Yeah. Somebody has to build the road, somebody has to clean the road, if somebody you can has get to across, food. If you can get across the channel on a dinghy, maybe you can sail the P&O <laughs> ferry in the other exactly. direction. Exactly. <laughs> Thursday's Telegraph, job losses from Swedish flat-pack giant Ikea. This sounds quite serious, if you live in Tottenham anyway. I, do, I, do, I live quite near <laughs> to Tottenham, actually. That would be my Ikea, and yes... Oh. Just like many other jobs in the UK, they are at risk because operating costs are high. So, I mean, it's not its not a surprise. I'm sure we all came out of lockdown and we started gigging again. And how many yeah. different re retailers went down? I mean, there's not even a Debenhams. I couldn't well, believe, a lot you know, of the big, like, bricks and mortar, as they call them, although I don't think Ikea bricks and mortar are they sort of corrugated iron usually, but bricks and mortar sure. retailers are in trouble. Having said that... 
IKEA are opening branches in other parts of London. I think it's partly a demographic shift and maybe where, where they're finding shoppers. their new business, you know. But it's they have open one, I think, in Hammersmith or something quite And then recently, one in Oxford, so. Oxford, Oxford, Oxford Street, like where Oxford the old uh, have they? Top, shop, top Shop is. That's, oh, really? That, you see, you think build. they'd be paying more money in Oxford Street than yeah, they would I be in Tottenham. I just hope they haven't got it like a maze. Please redesign it without the maze because you've yeah. been trapped. And then you've got no choice because you're so weak from walking around, around, around. You have to go to the cafe and eat those meatballs. That's, that's the way IKEA works. You need some meatballs. <laughs> Gila, uh, a somewhat bewildering story for those of us who have old-fashioned notions of what jail time is supposed yeah. to look like. I'm, I, OK, so YouTube um, refuses to remove account of prisoner who films videos in his cell. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought... The, the, the whole idea, you, oh, you know, we've seen Shawshank Redemption, we've seen all these prison things. Yeah. Where are the, you're not allowed phones, you you're have to hide it in an orifice. You're lucky if you get a made out of an old toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you have to hide it somewhere in your In a person. brick in the wall. Yeah. It's in a brick in the wall. You hide it, no, you hide it in a public phone. area in a brick in a wall. He has literally you know, got his smartphone. Orange is the new black. <laughs> and I used to have a prison pen pal. Oh, wow. Two, okay. actually. Uh -oh. did, you, did you date him in the end? Are you crazy? <laughs> I made sure he was like, did the worst thing and was never coming out of jail was from another country. Oh, that's Could never, nice. Yeah. Like, okay. like when you hear about these? Was it? Come again? Was it through amnesty or something? No, no. It was just through a, there's a p prison pen pal. I'm very interested oh, in how... Oh, he was a proper criminal. He wasn't yeah, like a oh, yeah. Right, Big time. Okay, yeah, he, he was going to yeah. die in there. <laughs> so <laughs> our man here, Sam yeah. Walker, he's currently serving at Forest Bank Prison in Salford and he's been making videos... Uh, of himself inside, like almost like a docu video for YouTube yeah. and posting them. And in one video, like he's the guard said, "Look, look, move on, mate, move on." Mm. And and Walker replies, "Hold on a sec, mate. Hold on a sec. Uh, I'm talking." Uh, yeah, and then goes like so. Uh, uh, accused judges. I'm accusing the judges of being like all paedophiles who give drug dealers a really long sentence over rapists. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's all it's all going on YouTube. So mm. it's almost like a... I actually had a look at some. Yeah, a, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. I bet she's pretty and good. And he's yeah. got a huge following on... on and he gets and a monetary... Like, he gets £1,700 he's making from, from this. Oh. More than us, guys. I just think, yeah. too, like, if they want to take the phone off him, do your job and take the phone off him. Yeah. It's not YouTube's job <laughs> to do this. Yeah, and, if, and if the guards are allowing this so openly... He's either paying those guards or he has something on Again, him. you have to assume it's exactly the opposite of what it appears to be at, mm. on the surface level. There's something else going there's, on. And they're not but upset about the phone. I would say his cell doesn't even look like a cell. He looked like he was in a student accommodation, oh like mid-range student accommodation. Like a Norwegian prison. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dana, uh, next one is from the Staines Massive. I, I like this story. <laughs> this the, uh, the, the football team have come out fighting... <laughs> Yeah, this was a bit wild. So Thursday's Guardian, I should say. Sorry. So Stainstown accuses the landlord of breaching the Modern Slavery Act. I mean, there's so many different types. <laughs> there's of a whole slavery. list so, of, of things he's accused of. Oh, right? it was it was murder. Murder. Where's the body? This what was it. <laughs> uh, price. What was it? Uh, environmental crimes. Price fixing. Deforestation. <laughs> <laughs> Forced evictions. Was someone living there? Human rights abuses. Child labor. Oh, come on now. Slavery and gender discrimination and murder. I love the way gender discrimination is tucked in between slavery and murder. <laughs> it's like those are the big three now, right? I so mean, what, and this is basically the, the, the local authority have said this guy has run his football ground, he's run his football team into the ground. Yeah. He's mishandled its finances, mishandled the administration generally, and he's desperately trying to throw shade over them. Yeah. Kind of like I mean, them. come on, guy. Tell, <laughs> uh, tell us something we could believe. Yeah. I like him. He sounds like a bit of a character. I, I remember when football was full of characters. Like oh, that, gosh, you know? I saw him harpoon a whale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Guardian next. 
and the United Nations desperately trying to stop everyone having babies, but they're up against rumor and superstition, it seems, Dana. I guess so. So fertility myths are putting millions off of contraception, the UN report is warning. So more than half of pregnancies worldwide are, sorry, unintended, with the stigma of misinformation to be uh, leading factors in lack of fam family planning. So basically what they're telling us is half of this planet is a mistake. Well, the sad thing about that half is 60% of them end up being terminated abortions, right? So 20% effectively of our planet. But this is planet extraordinary. Are they, are they saying literally half of the, the half of, of, of conceptions are unintentional? Oh, I, yeah, that's what they're saying. Listen, I saw a woman on the train with four kids. She stood up and she was <laughs> pregnant. The first thing she said, it was not planned. But, but um, I've heard things in, like, my family's Jamaican, I've heard things like, birth control will kill off black people. So yeah. there's like... Well, th this is, I mean, getting to the point, seriously, there are suspicions, aren't there? Not just about birth control, like, in general, but that it's a plot against specific people. There is yeah. well, rumours that they think that they're trying to... They, ha well, they have, actually. Was it not in Australia that they used to sterilise uh, mm. Aboriginal women? There's been a history so, of sterilisation. So there has been yeah. a history of that. Um, what I thought was very interesting, for many women it stressed taking contraception was, compli uh, was complicated, with nearly a quarter, that's 23%, unable to say no to sex. Mm. Well, my I guess teacher, I've been there, but come on now. Yeah, no, come on. That's, that's <laughs> like my teacher used to say, the best contraception of all girls is to say no. Wash and your I legs. Think, yeah, 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 exactly. But the thing is, this is actually perhaps religious-based as well, because obviously a lot of, you know, Catholics, Muslims, you mm. know, Jewish people won't take contraception because they see it as like a, you know, stopping a baby. Religion and cultural and all It could be cultural. That's, yeah. That yeah. is a very good point, because in many cu cultures, it, there's no such thing as being able to rape your wife. But I know there is definitely, I mean, statistically, as we look around the world now, it wasn't very long ago. For instance, America was genuinely alarmed that birth rates were three or four times higher in Central America than they were in America. And so people would come storming across the, the border because, you know, it was un unbalanced. That's gone. That, that changed very, very, in a single generation now. People in Guatemala and, uh, you know, Cuba or whatever are having... Fertility rates are not very, very different from mainland America. The one exception is still Africa and, and sub-Saharan Africa in particular. And I think, I suspect that African men don't want to, to, to be, you know, to be exposed to the same... I think they think of them... Selves as or the condoms are too You've got small. to have a big family to be a big man, That's, you know. And, yes. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I think the condom's too small. It's Absolutely. Insane. But it's a big part of yeah. being a man there, right? To have yeah. a big family to well, decide, you know, I don't know. I think it's deeper than that. There was this uh, Swedish statistician that talked about this in a book called Factfulness. And they, mm. they there's uh, basically when people have more access to food and education, they stop having babies. Because in many cultures, people have babies with the except with the um, understanding that these kids are basically going to take them through their retirement, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's a survival. That's why I had my son, yeah. my pension plan. And now, <laughs> and now, how's that working out? <laughs> yeah, he's become an actor, so Thanks that's... Thanks a while funny. to kick in, isn't it? That's my experience. Thursday's Times, uh, Sajila, this sounds like a fantastic comment oh, from I... Dyson. Wow. Best thing since the hand-dry urinal combo they have in the lavatory. Oh, now. my God. So, uh, like, I can't tell you. I love Dyson. I love Dyson so much. If you're listening, Dyson, please, please give me things. Um, so, Dyson tackles pollution with air-purifying headphones. Now, there was a time when I thought that you had made it. If you, like, When I bought my Dyson Hoover, mm. I thought, I've, yeah. I've arrived. 
Jane. I have arrived. But nobody would see it because it was in your house. Now you can no, wear tights because I come round. I've got everyone for dinner. I have friends, you know, Simon. Uh, and, and, <laughs> you and, get and, it out in Hoover. Yeah, uh, not okay, Hoover. No, I just leave it. In, ah. I leave it in, in an ah. obvious place. Like there's yeah, my yeah. Dyson Hoover. And then I really thought I was a goddess when I got my Dyson hairdryer. It's like mm. 400 quid on easy yeah, payments yeah. on QVC. That's, that's, like, you know, those AirPods are expensive enough. How much is this going to cost? My daughter is 18 in a couple oh my God, weeks. That's what she's requested. Yeah. The yeah. Did you tell yeah. her no? Between we do have some footage 1K. of this, I believe. Would you yeah. see the, the air polluted? Uh, there, there we are. Like, so, okay, oh. so let me oh, tell you the bad thing now. about this. That thing at the front. So for two years, when we've been in lockdown, I've had to live with my own breath under my there mask. There he is, wearing and it. And this gives you clean air... So it basically cleans the air around you. So you're on that train. Look at him there. He's going to have clean he air. Totally breathing. looks like he's wonderfully there. No germaloids, and he, he can listen to his, you know, his his music as well. Yeah. How amazing is this? I so want one. He's getting yeah, robbed yeah. in the tube by my house. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you wear that geeky stuff in uh, Enfield. Yeah, try again, guys. I would rather wear that than um, than if I don't know. I mean, no, no not masks. masks or if whatever. we all had that, yeah, the government yeah. gave us one of those. I think we'd still like to stay... But they are noise-cancelling headphones. The question is, do they have to be noise-cancelling to cut out the sound of, of your own internal fans? <laughs> you know, like purification <laughs> yeah, that's system. True. That's the suspicion. Well, do you, do you, are you a fan of the Dyson brand, Dana? Do you know what? I'm lucky I don't have any carpets. Yeah. I'm, I'm a broom type of girl. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we ha I mean, when I think of a vacuum... I mean, we're from the new world, do you know what I mean? A vacuum wasn't... You just had to have a vacuum. That was the end of the story. So it just yeah. kind of reminds me as, of chores as a child. What I think is more interesting is that headphones are doing the jobs around pollution that the government can't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so, the surprise Well, working it all together, do you remember Google Glass? That was maybe 10 years ago now. Do you remember it? It was like a pair of glasses like this, but it had a heads-up display. Augmented reality, oh, essentially. Gosh. So you would constantly have the time here. And if you said, Google... Um, what is that up ahead? And, and it would have a little... It would switch to kind of Google Street View so that oh, you could... Uh, oh, that's whatever. a lot. It I was extraordinary, but people became very room. anxious that it was intrusive because, for instance, if you somebody was coming towards you, you might go, Google, who's that bloke walking towards me? Am I supposed to recognise him? It seems to be smiling. But there's, you know, it had all kinds of slightly iffy, creepy... And anyway, it didn't test well, and, well, and they mean... pulled it. But this is, this is what we now need. We need the Google... Glass, the the Dyson headphones, and we I basically just need to disappear into a helmet. It's, it's of... a bit of a reach. You can't even get people to put on a cloth mask. They're not putting that. I, on. I'm sorry, guys. I told you I love Dyson, and you're stopping me from pitching to Dyson. <laughs> they should let me try this product, <laughs> please. I must have it. If you want to send along a, a set of headphones, uh, what's his name? I want to say Frank. It's not Frank, is it? James. Who's James. Frank Dyson? Oh, yeah, James Dyson, right? Yeah, Dyson. Dyson. Yeah. Mr. Dyson to me. If you want Hello, it, Mr. Dyson. He lives overseas. I'm loving your work, Mr. Dyson. She loves to vacuum. Thursday's Guardian, Dana. Um, man punches man, mm -hmm. women hit hardest. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amy Schumer was triggered and traumatized by Will Smith's Oscar slap incident. Leave it to Amy Schumer to put the spotlight on herself. Yeah. How is she more triggered than the man who got slapped? He didn't even take his hands from behind his back. He didn't Can we press just charge? pause for a moment to acknowledge the extraordinary composure of Chris Rock? Yes! I mean, he was amazing. That was that, a, yeah. a stand-up. We all know I would have burst into yeah. tears at that point. Oh. I mean, it was horrible. Well, it was, it was, was more like, like it was an open-handed slap. Yeah. Now, that's disrespectful it's to a man. It's humiliating. It hurts. Yes. And you feel you've been kind of emasculated at the same time, like treated like a child almost. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I don't 
don't know, though. I'm not feeling bad for these guys because no. I don't know if you know Rocky's this. Rocky's going to sell out now, isn't it? Well, yeah, do you know what? Selling. The lowest price tickets for Chris Rock have increased up to 800%. <laughs> yes, so tickets are ranging now from 145 pounds to 300. And they're winning. They're both yeah, w- laughing. Yeah, all yeah, they They're growing men. It makes me think that maybe it was set up because that slap was a proper... Like, it was a nana slap, you know? My, my yeah. man would have, like, just gone and, like, done that. Like, and everybody who's so outraged it by him is... Like, who hasn't been in a fight? Well, I not, haven't. Not <laughs> in your life, like you've never been in a physical fight. My favourite conspiracy theory about the whole thing, apparently um, the Oscar ceremony itself is sponsored by Pfizer, have you heard this? And Pfizer have a new cure coming out for alopecia, the the very... Oh, wow. Well, that's a disability, stroke condition, stroke cosmetic embarrassment, which uh, Jaden Smith was suffering from. She wasn't that embarrassed. She didn't put on a wig. Well, I was going to say, now this is something, maybe you can speak to this, because I don't want to get out of my lane totally here, but it's Mm. not unknown within black culture, right, for a woman to wear a wig, even if she doesn't have any issues, Mm -hmm. just because she might want to be able to sleep with a kind of, like, a naked head. If you saw my hair, gosh, people ask me how long my, my natural hair is. It's about this tall. Right. And when you look at the amount of time you actually have to take to do your hair, my dad used to do my mom's hair back in the 80s for like an hour and a half every night. You'd lose years off your life. So much better. Wigs, I would love. If there's any, I don't want a Dyson. I just want a convincing toupee at this point. Thursday's Times now, Sajila, and yet another trans story. Uh, This time it is the familiar issue, however. The male-bodied athlete. This is, uh, I think, a bit of a turning point, though, actually, although well, it yeah, sounds horribly repetitive. Not, uh, so, trans cyclist Emily Bridges barred from competition by UC, UCI. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Bridges uh, was due to compete in a female race for the first time at the National on Omnium, 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 Omnium Championship. It's a variant. And so. now, so, the trans cyclist Emily Bridges, um, she's been barred because the global governing body um, have... Uh, stopped her from competing against Laura Kenny in Derby this weekend. Now, the 21-year-old recently um, competed... Basically, what's happened is that there has been a change. Since the swimming incident, Mm. swimming, you know, um, with Leah Thomas's controversy, um, the UCI has told British Cycling that Bridges is not legible to participate in the event because they've got a series of um, policies now that are going to come in Mm. where they want... Because at the moment, you have to... If you are transitioning... You have to undergo uh, a year of therapy, but now they're saying 36 months is probably right. more. Of testosterone better. reduction therapy. Yeah. yeah. And, but right. they haven't completely ruled out the possibility that somebody born male may be able to go through sufficient hormone-induced yeah, changes. Mm-hmm. They they it, because they've made it very clear that they, you know, they want to be ex- inclusive. But, mm. I mean, unless there's, like, a trans lane, do you know, it's really difficult because there's so few trans athletes yeah, to yeah. compete. It's it's a tricky one. People it's a tricky well, I, one. You know, I compete, well. and here's another bit of branding, I compete on Peloton. Mm. And then you don't know who you're racing against. Okay. You know, it's, it's, you you know, there's beat? a leaderboard and you might be, somebody might be claiming to be a 50-year-old dad, but they might actually be a 30-year-old mum and you have no idea at all. Catfishing you on Peloton. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just to big me up or bring me down. Dana, this is another story from the many-headed Hydra that is the current gender zeitgeist. But this is perhaps the least predictable of them. Yeah, so we have a Disney executive who is the mother of a transgender and pansexual child that says she wants at least half of all future characters to be LGBTQIA or racial minorities. So the theme park... Is that the current thing now? Because that's changed since last time I looked as well. Plus, there's a plus. Yeah, Yeah, now, because you don't know what's coming next, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically, it's, it's... 
A Disney executive who's in charge has vowed to up the ante on gender politics uh, during an all-hands meeting, promised, promising that at least half the characters in this production will be part, uh, LGBTQAI+, or ethnic minorities. I, I watched this video. It was released, I don't know if this is the only way it was released, but it was released by a guy called Chris Rufo, who's a sort of conservative, uh, quite a focused and effective campaigner against, he, he was the guy who introduced the term critical race theory into mm -hmm. the discourse. And, um, and so he's now attacking Disney. And Florida, I think, is a little bit of a, um, it's a battleground, isn't it, over all of this stuff? Because, and also DeSantis is arguably, you know, Trump's... Uh, wingman for 2024. He's the governor of Florida. It mm -hmm. feels like this is quite an intense battleground. He's found this essentially a, an internal planning meeting where lots of women are saying, yeah, I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i totally been gaying Disney movies for as long as... As oh, long yeah, as Ursula, right? Then they had the, yeah. uh, the, the little candlestick character was openly gay in yeah. the remix of uh, Beauty and the Beast. But I think in terms of the racial um, diversity, mm. we have to look at 2045... White people will be a minority yeah. in the United States, and they are currently a global minority. So it's not so far-fetched when you consider that these people are distributing these movies worldwide. Oh, I think the racial, the racial balance totally makes sense. Of but course. In that regard, arguably, black and Latino, black, Latinx, whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. uh, South American and Central American people tend to be rather more conservative in their views towards having gay lead characters in children's films. Well, so that could be an interesting switch around as well, you know. Tough. How do you mean tough? Tough for Disney or tough for the black T people? Tough for the people that wanted they can watch something else. Then you know oh, what I mean. You think they that's can how the market over to works? Tales or whatever. Do you know? Do you think that's how the market works, though? Do you think well, Disney, they're Disney just will have win to, and, and the gonna... public will lose, or do you think Disney will go out of business because it's trying to present people with? Well, I think Disney like, knows. Uh, I think I think Disney knows that there is a lot of there are a lot of minorities. Like look at Tyler Perry; he's doing better than. Uh, Steven Spielberg, for example, oh, he, uh, Tyler Perry. So he produces a lot of a lot of black movies. But if you okay. actually look at what he does in the um, the box office, he does more numbers than Steven Spielberg does. Right. Look at the numbers for Black Panther. Yeah. Look at Encanto, that new Disney that's film that gay. just came black out. Black Panther's not gay. Black Panther is like a, uh, a minority. But, but I'm saying a minority. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, but that's they're... a different issue. We're talking about them. Trying to push Disney are trying to push a lesbian and LGBTQA plus. Oh, see, so I read agenda. it as ra and racial minorities. I saw it all combined oh, together. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. It's a combination of the two. Well, you see, that's the thing. I think they're conflating. I mean, that you know, the alphabet people are Chappelle calls them. That's that's a, a loose enough community as it is. Without you sort of just well, going, everyone who isn't a straight white male. Well, it's, it's like, like some kind of weird coalition. I mean, well, I always I have a joke about it. It's about people of color. All you're really saying is everybody who isn't white, yeah, you're yeah. over there. Do you know what I mean? It's so an it's absurd just, term. Yeah, it's just yeah. as bad as colored people, which nobody has said for, for decades, right? But yeah, it's exactly well, the same. <laughs> time, depends you know? on where you hang out. <laughs> this is Thursday's Guardian now, Sajila, and uh, this is something that's challenging to a man of my... <laughs> Oh, right. OK, so uh, EU wants to force fashion firms to make clothes more durable and recyclable. I agree. Um, and I, yeah, I do. I do. I do agree. And um, the average European throws away 11 kilograms of clothes, shoes and other fabrics goods every year. Textiles are the fourth largest emitter of greenhouse gas emissions after food, housing and transport, as well as consuming vast amounts of water and raw materials. Hmm. Now, back in 2020, beginning January, you know, New Year's Eve, like resolutions, I made a resolution to not buy one item of clothing, anything, not even underwear, nothing. 
And as it turned out... What, for pandemic, the year? Yeah, for the whole the year? The, yeah, yeah, for the whole year. Yeah. The pandemic happened, it was really easy to, to live in yeah. the same clothes. Never even um, change an item of clothing. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it might be a little snug change, for some yeah, of us. Right. I, did, I, I also had a massive clear-out, because we were all Maria yeah. condo to death, didn't we? And um, took loads of bags to charity and stuff. And now I'm, 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 I'm being a lot more conscious about what I buy. Mm. And so, um, in fact, anybody out there... Probably landfill. The clothes that I, we wear here, there's, we can donate it if they can give to something. To that's but true. It say. depends on what you buy, though, right? Because there's some ugly fashions. There's probably a landfill there's full of... There's a lot of, of stuff you buy bands, from you know? Primark, and by the end of the weekend, you just want to get rid of it, even if it would survive a wash. But this is where I have always said, like, the, the, the old-school conservative, it's like horseshoe again, mm -hmm. meets the environmentalist. If you buy a tweed jacket, it will last you 30 years. That's true. Buy Quality, a well-made pair of brogues, yeah. you know, it'll, you can hand those down. That's, I think, the future. You've got to buy was, timeless fashions is what you'll have to buy. This is the plot driver. I do think it's slightly different for men and women. Men men actually can wear clothes that they look lived in and it's not... It's, yeah, it's men fine, get away with it, it a little bit more than that. Anyway, yeah. the plot driver to one of my favourite sci-fi novels is, uh, is coming up now. This is uh, spiders able to hear through their webs, right? Yeah, they're webs. I mean, you can see so many things through a web, even when it comes to the wind. My, I guess my big question, so orb-weaving spiders could effectively hear sounds by standing on vibrating spider webs. What are it's they amazing. listening for? Do, can they, like, can There's they talk? There's a fantastic <laughs> uh, sci-fi book called Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky, mm -hmm. where spiders evolve because they get access to a serum that allows them to sort of develop extra brain Or like power. Charlotte's Web? Well, it's Make kind of like Charlotte's pig. Web meets 2001 A Space Oddity. It's, a, it's an amazing uh, <laughs> you know, story. And deaf. it's all about them listening to that. Spiders, Spiders are deaf. Are deaf. Are deaf. Yeah, that's Spiders right. are deaf. Yeah. So they use their oh, uh, hairs yeah. on their legs uh, because the fuzz is sensitive towards nearby sound vibrations. Yeah, yeah. So as a deaf person, with hairy legs, I think that's good. So that's do good. you think you need a web? Maybe, I, I need Sajina. a web. I just yeah. need a web. I think what's more interesting about it, too, is that this discovery could inform the way we design microphones, hearing aids, and cell phones. I yes. love it. From Thursday's <laughs> Sun now. Uh, now, this is a sad story, I'm not going to lie, as a man of a certain mm. age. Shed a little oh. tear for the big guy. OK, so Bruce Willis, and I've been a huge fan of his since Moonlighting Days. Mm. Um, Bruce Willis is quitting acting after diagnosis with um, aphasia as he suffers cognitive issues, daughter, his uh, daughter rumour uh, claims. Now, it's an unfortunate name for a well, daughter in a story where, like, it's not a rumour, it's an actual story. It's but, a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Rumour. I think it's rumour, isn't it? Rumour oh, Godwin. It rumor? I think, rumor, yeah, rumour yeah. Godwin was a... It's rumour, it's rumour. An author I used to use when I, when I was a child. Um, so uh, the, 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 what he has is an inability to comprehend or formulate language because of brain... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, something normally happens after a stroke, but he hasn't yeah. had a stroke, right? It can happen after a stroke, it can Not happen tumour, or just, you know, from, uh, from damage to brain cells. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, it's horrible, horrible for creatives to to get yeah. ill, get something, and we're and unfortunately we're all getting older. You know, I've had my own health <laughs> no, it's issues, terrifying. and it's horrible to give up the thing that you love and adore that keeps you going. But the, um, the nice thing is, he left behind a beautiful a legacy, work, and we yeah. get so shocked when we see people at an older age because, like in my mind. Marlon Brando is still, you know, in his 30s because of, you know, certain yeah, yeah. films that I've seen him in because you're kind of immortalised, yeah. Willis aged right? well, he's actually. Dead, right? He aged, he yes. aged very he's gracefully, dead. Willis. He, you know, he shaved the head. He never looked ridiculous like he was trying to look young, but he got more and more rugged as he got older. I haven't watched yeah. them, but a few people were saying online today he's been making a few straight-to-video or straight-to-streaming movies lately where he is, like, in little two- or three-minute chunks where mm -hmm. they cut it together and they've been working with his limited capabilities, but he's just been doing the last few... Well, he has you know, a lot of money. He, Let him enjoy his life. Oh, I hope he can. Well, he's, yeah. not, he's not dead. It's just yeah. that his career has died, and that's, where, what, that's what we're mourning, is like the loss of 
this yeah. for a great artist, and uh, I hope he enjoys his. I hope so. Here. I hope aphasia, which does sound frightening, but I hope it isn't utterly debilitating yeah. in terms of just enjoying lying on a lounger. Yes. Loveliest of trees, the cherry now is hung with bloom along the bough and stands about the woodland ride wearing white for Easter tide. Japanese going out to go and see their cherry trees. Is that your haiku? That's, it's actually from uh, Shropshire Lad by A.E. Houseman. You've been waiting all day for yeah, that one, one, eh? Poem, yes. That's the most very Simon. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I guess so. Tokyo has waited two years to celebrate its Cherry Blossom Festival because of COVID. I think it's so beautiful that after two years in the house, people just want to look at the flowers. I was just hoping that... Uh, the McDonald's would open. <laughs> it's absolutely true. I mean, I am a deep admirer of the cherry tree and my daughter was born on April 17th, just as ours sprang into bloom. So it's always a very emotional and moving time of year for us. Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.